What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the New Vision Podcast. I'm Dixie Lovett, the Director of Women's Ministry, and today we are going to be continuing our reading in Mark chapter 15, verses 33 through 41, the death of Jesus. And I will be reading from the ESV. And when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, leave me sabachthani which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, Behold, he is calling Elijah. And someone ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on a reed, and gave it to him to drink, saying, Wait, let's see if whether Elijah will come and take him down. And Jesus uttered a loud cry and breathed his last. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who was facing him saw that in this way he breathed his last, he said, Truly, this man was the Son of God. There were also women looking on from a distance, among whom were Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James, the younger, and of Joseph and Salome. And when he was in Galilee, they followed him and ministered to him. And there were also many other women who came up with him to Jerusalem. Well, folks, you know, I have read the gospel accounts of the death of Jesus many times, as I'm sure many of you have. And you may remember or have heard about or watched or viewed uh, the movie The Passion of the Christ back in two, it was uh, published and put out in 2004. Um, But it was a very graphic movie of the um, crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And quite honestly, it was very hard for me to watch. Questions would flood my mind, something like, how can Jesus withstand all of that? How can he still walk? How could these Roman soldiers be so mean and so harsh and mock the Lord and make jokes about him? And how can all those people do that? And then the tears would flow. Since I saw that movie, I have never quite uh, read the scriptures uh, telling us about the death of Jesus and his crucifixion in the same way. But today we're in Mark, and let's see what he presents to us about Jesus' final moments. So we see right off the bat, it talks about the sixth hour, which is about noon, And in that this darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour, which would be about 3 p.m. So if we just think about that alone, that is in the brightest light of the day, and it was total darkness. So in my mind's eye, I'm thinking, well, it's kind of like that uh, solar eclipse that we had here in Murfreesboro several years ago. And I'm sure some of you remember that. But as I was doing research, I believe it was a little darker than that. It was dark like dark. Um, not like nighttime dark. There were no stars, no moon, no light in the sky. It was completely dark. But at that time, um, darkness often would be represented here um, by a lament or a mourning, a lament or mourning of God's and ours. And Amos 
uh, kind of described it to the very best in Amos uh, chapter 8, verse, starting in verse 9 and in verse 10, and it describes this very scene. And on that day, declares the Lord God, I will make the sun go down at noon and darken the earth in broad daylight. I will turn your feast into mourning and all of your songs into lamentations. I will bring sackcloth on every waist and baldness on every head. I will make it like the morning for an only sun, at the end of it like a bitter day. So this also just really describes this lament that the father had for um, what his people were doing and what was happening to his son. But at the ninth hour, so at 3 p.m., Jesus cried out with a loud voice, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And this is a phrase that is found in the uh, first verse of Psalm 22. And Christian readers often read Psalm 22 in the light of Jesus' sufferings and saying that it describes that, which it does quite well. But if you have time to read it, it would be a great thing to go and read through it because you not only read about an individual suffering and all that's involved, but the victory that comes out of that, which we will see as we read on and uh, look at this passage. Um, but one of the things that I wanted to um, point out here is that he says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So, you know, Jesus was with God in the beginning when God created the earth. He was the light of the world, uh, as John 1 tells us, that he was the Word, and in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So he was always there. But in this moment of carrying the burden of our sin, he was totally separated from his Father, and that is why he had felt forsaken. But as we go on, we read on through um, through that that the bystanders, so all of these people that are standing around making jokes, walking by, jeering at Jesus and saying, yeah, so you think you're really something, now look at you. They said, listen, he's calling Elijah. That's what they thought. And so someone ran and filled a sponge with sour wine and put it on a reed to give him to drink. Um, so one of the points I, I realized here is that this sour wine is not the same as the sour wine that the soldiers had given to Jesus earlier that he refused. That one had myrrh mixed with it, and that kind of would have a numbing effect to try to help him with his pain, and that's what Jesus uh, refused. But here it is a sour wine that they often drank, and they often drank it uh, almost like a way to quickly quench their thirst. Um, a lot of the commentaries I read described it as like vinegar and water. So I automatically started thinking about kombucha. I don't know if any of you know what that is or if you drink about, drink that, but it's something that can actually quench that thirst and prolong life and can um, help you survive in different instances. So these mockers, these people that were bystanders, were wanting to give him this to prolong his life, to 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 put off death, to see if Elijah would come and save him. But then Jesus uttered that loud cry and breathed his last. And at this point, two main things happen. First of all, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And we know from studying about this curtain, this heavy curtain in the temple, it separated the most holy place from the holy place. And the most holy place was behind the curtain where the Lord 
uh, the Lord God resided and where his presence was found. And um, with Jesus' death and taking that sin upon himself and going to be with the Father, that barrier between us and the Lord was broken in two. It was torn to, it was destroyed. So now we have that access to the Lord God. But the second thing here is the centurion, the Roman centurion who stood facing him. And it says in the scripture, he saw that in this way he had breathed his last. So what is so great about that? Well, if you remember the account that we've been reading in Mark and all that was done to Jesus' body, from the scourging to the walking to hanging, what, what we know in this passage for the three hours of darkness that he was hanging there and to be able alone to utter a loud cry and breathe his last was a miracle. He shouldn't have been able to breathe hardly at all, but he was able to breathe and loud cry out and breathe his last. This centurion most likely had seen many crucifixions and probably had never seen anything like that. But in that, he said, truly, this man was the son of God. So here we have a Roman centurion who had come to faith and belief in Jesus Christ as the son of God. That is a miracle. We end this passage uh, talking about the women that were standing at the distance. So we have Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, and Joseph and Salome. And Salome was actually the mother of the sons of Zebedee, James and John. But it also says here that these ladies and many others followed him. So from Galilee through all of Galilee, all the way up to Jerusalem, he had a following of these women who were there ministering to him and ministering to others right alongside Jesus and the apostles. Well, that's all that we have to read today. Uh, I pray that as you ponder and you meditate on what Jesus did for us in his crucifixion, in his death upon the cross, that you will come more and more in love with Jesus and the Lord God for what they have done in our lives, that you will follow them wholeheartedly and walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you were called. Y'all have a blessed day. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.